You're gonna need a bigger boat. What a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Welcome back to another episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And today we are continuing once again our theme of bad movies in the month of January. But not so bad they're good in this case, in this, damn it. In this particular case, I think we may have our first genuine stinker. <laughs> Adam, I know on a lot of movies, you'll talk about, you'll start off and you'll say, this movie, and you'll go into something yeah, good. Well, uh, I'm going to start differently. Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that bad, huh? Good. Well, I, I seem to recall having a similar uh, reaction to Clueless, but that was even kind of so bad it was good, in my opinion. <laughs> Today we are talking about a quote-unquote horror movie. I say, I'm say i doing little air quotes. You can't see them. Josh can see them. From 1987, directed by Joseph Sargent, starring Lorraine Gary, Lance Guest, Mario Van Peebles and Michael Caine. Our second Michael Caine movie in like a month. We are talking about Jaws the Revenge. Now, if you, if you recall when we talked about our top five all-time favorite films, my number five was The Crow. And my number two was Jaws. The original, 1975, Jaws. Do you know what those two movies have in common, Josh? I don't think I do. They were both fantastic movies with the most god-awful sequels. I still think I would take, at least from what I've seen, any Crow sequel over this. I wouldn't. I would. I think I'd rather watch Jaws the Revenge. Like, the Crow City of Angels was terrible. Um, the, the third one, I forget what it was called, but it had uh, yeah, Kirsten Dunst about. in it. That one was less terrible, but still pretty bad. And the fourth one, I couldn't even get, I couldn't even make it through have, the opening credits. Yeah, I didn't watch the fourth Wicked one. Prayer. I couldn't even make it through the opening credits. Yeah, I didn't that watch that one, but... But Jaws, I don't know. I, I grew up always seeing, like, the Jaws posters in video stores and stuff like that. And I always thought it looked so cool. And I used to rent the NES Jaws game, which at the time I didn't realize was so terrible. Uh, <laughs> because LJN just made so many terrible licensed video games a lot of them like there was friday the 13th there was a nightmare on elm street there were a lot of licensed games well i played the jaws game that they made a lot and didn't realize how terrible it was when i was a kid kind of like this movie (laughs) (laughs) surprisingly enough that game was based on this movie because i remember you know playing the game and being like none of this happened in the first movie but then i finally saw this movie and was like oh that's what they were doing oh okay so um this movie had a budget of $23 million. And worldwide gross to date, I guess, is $51,881,013. So not exactly a financial failure. At least I don't, I don't know how quickly it made all that money. I mean, I think the opening or the, its original domestic gross was only like $7 million. From, oh, what really? I saw, from what I saw on Box Office Mojo. Domestic gross, I saw 18.8, but this was worldwide. So okay. I, I have the 51 point, I put point nine, but oh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, and this movie, I know if you look at it on the phone app, it says that there, is, that there are no um, uh, 
critics. critics ratings yet, but when I looked it up on my actual desktop computer, the critics score on Rotten Tomatoes was zero. Accurate. And the audience was at a 15%. They only like shark movies. <laughs> That, 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 that's maybe maybe that's maybe audience. that's the only reason I don't completely hate this movie is because I do like shark movies. Now you know I like a good a bad shark movie. I can sit and watch Sharknado. Well, see, Sharknado is meant to be so absurd. It's it's you know it's 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 like like Tammy and the T Rex was. It's just meant to be absurd. It doesn't take itself seriously. This movie takes itself too seriously. I guess and so. suffers and it, from it. it. it yes, poorly, I, I, I guess poorly you know suffers what? from it. Uh, I remember watching Jaws 2 as a kid because, you know, that one still even had Roy Scheider in it. So I was like, hey, cool, it's another Jaws movie. Uh, Jaws 3 scared the crap out of me when I was a kid because I didn't realize that was the only R-rated Jaws movie. And I watched it when I was like eight, nine. I was too young to watch it. There was a lot of blood and gore in that one. It was rated R. I, yeah. Wow. I think, it, I think it was. I don't think it was. I think it was PG. Because I, I think this one was PG-13 and it was the first one to get a PG-13 rating. So I don't think Jaws 3D was rated R. I, I, I thought I heard somewhere that it was rated R. That would be very surprising. According to IMDb, it's it's PG. But That's what I thought was a, it was. There was a lot of gore and blood and like that shoot up know. bodies and shit in that movie. I so I haven't actually watched it, but I remember reading this one saying it was the first one to go as high as a PG-13. Huh. Which this one <laughs> was on the verge of going R. If you go by the novelization version. Oh, really? I didn't know there was a novelization of this movie. Oh, there's a novelization, and they have a whole side story with Michael Caine's character of Hoagie. The reason he's always around and has that little plane is he's actually a drug smuggler. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I think if they go that route, this becomes an R rating. You start bringing in drugs like that. Yeah, well, it was was the 80s, so (laughs) who knows? um, So, yeah. This movie, I mean, if you've seen a Jaws movie, you know what to expect. This one does the shameless task of actually ripping off stock footage from the original film. And at one point, it was it was actually kind of kind of impactful, I think. But in other points, it was just like, really, come on. Um, but the ta- I always remember the tagline of this movie was, "This time, it's personal." Yeah, and apparently, what was it? Back to the Future. Part two, like, ripped that yeah, off. Yeah, it was Jaws 15, I think. Like, whenever this time he went... it's really, really personal or something Oh, I don't like remember that. that. Oh, I need to go back and watch that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really, that, really personal. It's really, really personal. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. That's about how ridiculous we're getting with sequels <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, Back to the Future 2 might have been accurate for one thing. So, yeah, this was the first Jaws movie to get a PG-13 rating. Now, we open with a very typical Jaws opening. I think every single Jaws movie has opened the same way with a camera underwater, like moving around a bunch of from the perspective stuff, of the shark. from the okay. perspective of the shark. I'm pretty sure every Jaws movie has opened with that. Uh, and then it, you know, it, you can, it actually surfaces and you can actually see around it. And it's, it's back in Amity Island, you know, typical New England port town, I guess, or, or seaside town. Right. Um, swimming through a bunch of old docks and stuff like that. And then we suddenly fade to a fisheye. Not a fisheye lens, but a literal fisheye. <laughs> and Ellen Brody is making dinner with her son, Sean, and, and he, I guess frying fish. And he he's keeps like reaching into the salad that she's making and stealing stuff. And then yeah. she gives him some vegetables to chop up. So at least she came back. This is the woman yeah, that this, played this, this Ellen Yeah, this is the, the original actress two. who played Ellen Brody. 
Um, now I don't know why Roy Scheider stopped doing these movies because he was still alive then. I remember when he died. Oh no, he he didn't want no part of this. I guess not. Uh, he, I guess <laughs> especially uh, after the third one. Uh, now you said there was some kind of a plot point in the third movie. It's been so long since I've seen Jaws three. Did you said there was some kind of a plot point that that Jaws the Revenge? Like Sean what? apparently I didn't see it, but Sean for some reason went off to Colorado in Jaws three D. He left Amity Island and moved out to Colorado. I couldn't tell you why. I just remember saying, but they just ignored it, pretending like part three never existed because that's why Sean's back here. Okay. I, yeah, I guess so. I, I guess it's kind of like what we just had with Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. J.J. <laughs> Abrams had to, had to just erase everything that Ryan Johnson was doing. Um, but uh, and then I, I thought this was so funny because Sean is chopping up vegetables and then chops his finger. And it's like, ah, shit, and starts sucking his finger. And his mom's, mom's like, are you okay? And he says, yeah, it adds to the flavor. So just to go back to the Roy Scheider, mm-hmm. this is apparently a quote from him. He was offered a cameo because they were going to kill his character off either way. Oh. But his his he stated, Satan himself could not get me to do Jaws Part 4. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh-huh. true. <laughs> it is on the trivia on IMDb. Really? I knew I had read it somewhere, but I couldn't remember what it was he said, so I wanted to look Man, it up real that quick. that is bad. Yeah, Satan himself bad. couldn't get me to be in Jaws oh, it's, 4. It's also bad. Lorraine Gary, who reprised her role as Ellen Brody, uh-huh. this was her last movie. That's how bad this movie was. She's like, you know what? I'm done acting. Wow. It was the first time she'd acted in eight years, which uh, was probably be Jaws 3D, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know how far in between. I don't think she was in Jaws 3D. Or not 3D. Jaws 2. Oh, Jaws, Jaws 2? 2 when she came back. Not Jaws 3D. Okay. Um, wow. That's so sad. I've, I've often thought, like, if I was an actor, I think I would rather t- go out like Heath Ledger and, you know, your final role wins you an Oscar, a posthumous Oscar, rather than going out like someone like Sean Connery, who basically quit acting because the last movie he was in was so bad. Was Extraordinary Gentleman the last thing he was in? That's the last that thing I remember. That was the last major thing. He, he, did, he, he did this god-awful um, animated feature called Sir Billy, I think was the name of it, and... Uh, that, that that YouTube channel I follow, SaberSpark, he does a video talking about it, and it's awful. It is oh, so terrible. It's okay. like the first thing he's acted in in a long time, and it's voice acting. Oh, okay. Um, so, back to back to Ellen and Sean. Um, the phone rings, and it's her granddaughter, Thea. Now, this part, I heard, I, I was looking this up, I was looking up all the characters on IMDb, and I saw this little girl's picture, and I immediately recognized her. Then I looked in her IMDb, and I was like, yep, that's her. This little actress, Judith Barcy, is probably the most tragic part of this movie for me, because she went on to do voices in two Don Bluth movies that played a major part in my childhood, The Land Before Time and um, All Dogs Go to Heaven. I did not know this until, yeah, thanks, IMDb, She died when she was 10 years old, murdered by her father. Her father was an alcoholic and had anger issues, and he killed his wife and his daughter and then killed himself. Oh, jeez. It was horrible. Horrifying. So when I heard this little girl's voice on the phone, I'm like, oh my god, that ducky. Because that was the name of her character. Oh, she played ducky. She played ducky. Okay. Oh, you've seen Land Before Time? Yeah. Okay, yeah, she was ducky. Okay. Um, and then she was Anne Marie in All Dogs Go to Heaven. I've seen it, but that one I don't remember. But okay. I remember the character of Ducky. Okay. Um, so um, Thea and and uh, Michael, her her dad, Ellen's Ellen's other son, live in the Bahamas. 
it's Christmas time, and we see that Sean has a fiance. And that was another thing. Since when do Jaws movies take place at Christmas time? This don't everyone know. is in the summer, right? This is like the only one that is like we're gonna be at Christmas time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I forget where Jaws 3D took place, but yeah, it was it was summertime. It was yeah, summertime. It was always I mean, it was always warm weather. Um, which I mean, the whole you're right. The whole setting of being in wintertime does kind of uh, does kind of uh, mess with um. Michael's reasoning later on, because Michael's supposed to be a marine biologist or something like yeah. that, and he's a shitty marine biologist. Um, <laughs> well, so they're, they're out looking for what snails? Yeah, they're, yeah, they were looking for snails, like <laughs> conch shells or with cre- with whatever's in a conch shell still in them. So some kind of snail. Um, we find out that Sean is a cop just like his dad, and he, they're like in the office. There's literally a portrait of yep. Chief Brody hanging on the wall. A, a Martin Brody, Roy Scheider hanging on the wall. Yeah, IMDb had that like as a trivia in case you missed. I'm like, no, they that, made that pretty, pretty obvious. You'd that have to be, you'd, you would have to be you'd not have, to have your eyes closed. Yeah, you were not, not watching if that. you didn't see that. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's not an Easter egg. That's just a. <laughs> yeah, that was. I was like, okay. We find out. Um, well, no, we find that out later, but. Um, he, and while he's, I guess he's like turning in for the night or something, he gets a call, or they get a call that there is like a piece of wood, they, they call it a dock pylon, that is stuck on a channel marker out in the channel. And there's a fishing fleet coming back in, and the, the Coast Guard can't come clean it up, so he, being the only, I guess the only cop on this island right now, which I find it hard to believe, has to go out and unstick this piece of wood. It, it's like a, like a big log. So... He's he's walking to his boat. I love this part because there's there's it's outdoor. There's a Christmas band and Christmas singers, and they're I guess having like a Christmas play or something. There's a director who's is pretty foul mouthed director directing a Christmas play. Like Joseph, where the hell is your robe? <laughs> and then at one point he yells, Jesus Christ! And this little kid goes, I'm over here. <laughs> and maybe the best joke of the whole, one of the best jokes of the whole movie. Uh, so Sean gets in a boat and heads out to the little dock marker that's got the thing stuck and are, are we expected I, I was wondering this are we expected to believe that the shark somehow set this up i think we said we are okay and if i'm not mistaken the novelization points out that this is the cousin of the shark from jaws <laughs> i'm pretty positive that that's how they said th- like this is uh this is a st- <laughs> Did this shark have a name? Yeah, I guess it's Bruce. I don't know. <laughs> Probably a whole family of Bruce. I mean, I, br- I had the thought while I'm watching this movie. All I could think of was Shark Tale, where there's like this underwater mafia family of sharks. It's like, you killed my cousin. I'm going to fuck you up. You killed my cousin. Well, I'm pretty positive the novelization went that way with it. So, I don't Oh, God. That, that yeah. makes this movie so much better knowing that. <laughs> See, if they had just gone utterly absurd, like something well, like that, well, like you a know, mafia shark family, that would have been hilarious. Going to that, I was looking, when I, I, I go on Letterboxd, and when it's, when you click on a movie, it shows the people you follow and what they've said, mm-hmm. whether they just left a star review or if they actually wrote about it. Mm-hmm. And this one guy had written a review, and it was two and a half stars, and I was like, let me see what a two and a half star, because that's basically a five out of ten, mm-hmm. way higher than me. And he starts off, this movie is made infinitely better by the novelization. I'm like, okay, you're basing the movie, though, based off the um, novelization novel, yeah. you read. I can't give the movie that yeah, score. Yeah, you can't, you, can't, you can't benefit the movie from stuff that wasn't in the movie. Yes. 
the shark was the cousin of the original. Well, then, because there have been... This is the fourth one. There have been three other sharks up to this point. Like, who was the shark from number two, and who was the shark from number three? Uh, uh, I know the shark from you. number three was female. That was the mother. Oh, okay. Well, there. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, my God. So, anyways, we get we get another camera shot from the water, and the sh- and something is watching him, and the shark jumps up and immediately bites his arm off, his left arm, because he was, like, trying to throw a rope around this log or something. Yeah. And the shark just jumps up, chomp, one, one, uh, one, one fell swoop. And he falls down and notices that his arm is missing and immediately starts screaming for help. But nobody can hear him because of all the singing and Christmas carols. And yeah, he, I was like, at this particular time, they're singing Noel. Yeah, I'm like, so. does he not have a, like, this is a police boat. Shouldn't it have, like, a siren on it or something? But as he's, as he's, he's still leaning over the, the edge of the, up edge of the boat and... That just gives the shark another time to come up and chomp him again. Yes. So next thing we see is like that whole little corner of the boat's just gone. The boat is now sinking. But he's still, he pops up, he's still floating in the water, screaming for help, and the shark, just, something just drags him under. And that's just it. That's the yep. end of Sean. Now, now, what I can't get is like the shark didn't even eat him. It just like chewed him up because our next shot is Ellen Brody in the morgue identifying the body. Right. Yep. <clears throat> so she is heartbroken she's you know this would be a horrifying thing to have to do so michael brody and family show up to see her and she's just standing outside staring over staring out over the water yes and i love the story she tells michael here yeah michael goes out to see her and she just looks at him and says it came for him it came for him like the shark came specifically for 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 waited all this time waited all this time yes yeah and I don't want you near water. And, no, and right, he's right a here biologist. is when I wrote the note. Is this shark some like part of like an oceanic crime family or something? Yes, <laughs> we know that. that's his cousin. Oh my god! I wonder if the, I wonder if the sharks all have like dumb nicknames like Jimmy the Fin or something like that. <laughs> uh, so she doesn't want anyone in her family near the water ever. Apparently. And that's his whole job. That's his whole job. He's a marine biologist. And like she's she's lived in Amity for how long? Um, now this is where we find out that you know Chief Brody died of a heart attack, but she's still going on like the shark killed your father. He killed yeah. your father. Like, yeah, Dad he died said, of a heart attack. And she's like, yeah, it was the stress from thinking about the shark. I was like, uh, okay, uh, yeah, definitely, yeah, okay. Um, now this is where his his cover as a marine biologist just falls all apart because he says, Michael, Michael says there's never been a great white shark in the Bahamas. They don't like warm water. Yes. I, I have watched enough shark weeks to say that is bullshit. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Great white sharks like warm water. They like warm temperatures, which, which leads to the question, why is this shark in, in Amity Island in wintertime? Cause those waters would be freezing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, sharks are yeah. not warm blooded. Once again, don't set the shark movie at Christmas time. Yeah. It's... So does that technically make this a Christmas movie? Just like Die Hard? No. <laughs> there's more Christmas themes in Die Hard than this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So um, so next we get a shot of, it's like I guess it's the next day, Michael and his wife are just walking on the beach. And they're like he's like trying to talk about his childhood with his brother and then just takes off running down the, down the <laughs> beach for some reason. And his wife's like, where is he going? Where are you going? And he's like, nowhere. So, cut to funeral. This is the only real decent part of the movie, in my opinion. Because while they're sitting there outside the, the casket of Sean 
Ellen Brody is remembering scenes from the original Jaws, the very, very iconic scene where Chief Brody's sitting there, you know, it looks like he's got the world on his shoulders, and then Sean, young Sean, starts to mimic him, and that's, you know, that's like a little bonding moment for them. That's a really great part from the first movie. So they use those that stock footage here again in this movie. And they bring it up later as well. Yeah, they bring it up later, which is, they, they do a very poor, poor job of it. Yes. Um, Michael invites Ellen down to the Bahamas. Yep. And so she leaves. And as the ferry is leaving, we see the pylon from before washed up on the beach, all chewed up, the big piece of wood. Um, now we cut to a plane going over the Bahamas. Little, not a big, like, jet plane, little passenger plane. There's, like, six people in it. And Michael Caine is at the, uh, is at the, is at the controls. As Hoagie. As Hoagie. Like, what kind of a name is Hoagie? And even younger Michael Caine. A drug smuggling. <laughs> yeah, a drug smuggling. Yeah, because, like, they, they keep, they keep making mention of, like, what does he do? Why does he, wh- wh- he just showed up here one day. What does he do? And at one point, he's like, I deliver laundry. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, yeah, they kind of hint at it, but yeah, I guess but it never actually full blown in the, yeah. Yeah. So they arrive at the house, and, and they do not live in, like, the glamorous part of the Bahamas. Their house looks like shit, and all the houses around it look pretty bad, too. But um, Thea sees that some kids are playing on the dock, playing on this, like, little rope swing, and she goes out to go swing on it. Ellen sees her swinging from the docks and freaks, freaks out. out. Freaks yes. out. Um, now we just... Michael's giving her the tour. He shows her this sculpture that his wife, Carla is putting together and it looks a little bit too much like a shark. Like there's one scene where he's like standing on one side of it and she's looking at him through it. And the little frame around his face looks kind of like a shark's mouth. Right. The next shot is very jarring because it's suddenly Ellen in the water swimming out from shore. Yeah. I was like, Oh, she doesn't want any of her family in there, but there she is. How long did it take you to figure out what was going on? Okay, she suddenly turns to swim back to shore. She suddenly gets scared and then gets attacked by the shark. And surprise, it was a dream. Yes. Typical dream sequence. Next, we get Michael at work. He's in some kind of underwater vehicle, and there's some guy with a terrible Jamaican accent, who is named Jake, talking to him over the radio. Michael is tagging conch shells. I mean... I, at one point, I had aspirations of being a marine biologist, but if this would have been the shit I was doing, I'm kind of glad I didn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> no I wanted to be yeah. a shark scientist. Yes. Um, Jake's telling him he's going too slow. That's that's pretty much this whole scene. He's like, hurry up, man. It's Christmas Eve. Yeah, and you're, Christmas Eve Christmas and we're working Eve overtime. Time. Yeah. So back to the house, and it's Christmas, and everyone's opening presents. <clears throat> and Ellen is telling stories about Michael when he was little, and Thea, just being a little girl, she is asks if Uncle Sean was ever bad and needed to be spanked. Now Ellen is sad again. She starts getting on Michael again about not working in the water, and that's pretty much the end of that scene. Yep. Back to another underwater shot. Now this movie, now the original Jaws, I'm trying to remember, it was probably about halfway through the movie before you really got a good look at the shark. Okay. Or it, it was a while into the movie. You know, it was a scene where Chief Brody's throwing out the chum and just, yeah, why don't you come down and chum some of this shit? And the shark just jumps up from behind him. Yeah. So now this movie does nothing like that. It does not do anything mysterious. All of a sudden we get a shot, we get an underwater shot and just boom, there's the shark. It just shows up out of nowhere. And there's this sound. I think it's supposed to be like a growling sound. And... That's all I can think of, because it's like a weird synthesized sound almost. And and Ellen Brody is on the beach, and 
she it's almost like she hears it or something like she looks out at the water yeah because they're out there built her in the yeah, her theater building, building sand a sandcastle yeah. yeah and looking at this water i'm like would, is she like sensing the shark's presence do we have like yeah. a darth vader luke skywalker kind of thing here or what now um hoagie shows up hoagie shows up yeah um and uh he says he's been out fishing but hasn't caught anything but he's like in this little rowboat. Like, how did he get there? He just yeah, he shows just up shows up. Because mean... we don't know where he lives. Um, now back to Michael and Jake doing science stuff. And Jake's talking about making more money doing other kind of research. He says something about going to the Office of Naval Research. And, and Michael re- responds with, they put bombs on dolphins. <clears throat> like, I... What? <laughs> we have like kamikaze dolphins working for the navy that's that sounds like something out of a horror movie uh, that, that, was, that sounds like it'd be a great way to stop a sharknado or something maybe. like that <laughs> yeah maybe so from the from the boat michael sees hoagie and his mom walking on the beach ellen thinks she's going crazy she's convinced that the shark is coming for her and her family and she asks hoagie to take her flying they're up in the plane and he just tells her to take the wheel and he starts to tell a story about crashing in the Amazon and meeting a tribe of headhunters, but then it just kind of like fades into the noise of the plane and it cuts to a different scene. I'm like, I wanted to hear that story. <laughs> There's a couple times where he said where he starts to tell stories I want to hear the rest of. Um, now we cut back to the submarine, back to the underwater research stuff, and Jake is in the submarine this time, still tagging sea slugs or something. And uh, and Michael, actually, yeah, Michael is up on the boat now talking to Jake. And the shark shows up out of nowhere. He just he just like looks to the side and it's right outside the little sub. And meanwhile, Hoagie has taken Ellen to this some kind of local festival. Yeah, going some kind on. of yeah local festival. And when this shark shows up, it's like Ellen senses it mm-hmm. while she's at the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's like the it's like the shark was outside the submarine and sees Jake and the shark's like apparently like no you're not the one I was looking for. Then goes up to the surface and attacks the platform or boat kind of a thing that Michael's standing on. And, yeah, that's whenever it shows Ellen kind of, like, looking concerned. Like, she's sensing that this attack yeah. is going on. Um, and there's blood in the water, but the shark didn't attack anyone. I mean, did the shark hurt itself when it was chewing up wood or something? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so now we're back to the boat. Jake is on the boat and just going nuts about this shark. He wants to do some real research now. Because it never happened Yeah, this never happened. You've never had a fish like this here before. And Michael asks that he doesn't say anything to this about his mom. Or say about this to his mom. Right. So, later that night, Hoagie and Ellen are getting back to the house and Michael is watching. Carla is telling him to come to bed. I don't know, like, I guess Michael's just concerned because he doesn't know Hoagie, like, what he's like and why he's interested in his mom. Yeah. But, and, um, he, and I think it, it's your mom. You're going to be wondering why she's hanging out with the guy. It's, I think it's just a natural instinct. Maybe. When it's not your dad. Yeah. Um, but Carla is telling him to come to bed, and she takes off her panties and throws them at him. Yes. <laughs> I guess that's where we get our PG-13 rating, because it certainly wasn't for violence. <laughs> Ellen and Hoagie say goodnight, and you can see... I actually look, you know, like you can look further up the street and see that it's not raining further up the street. It's only raining where they are. <laughs> so you know they're standing under the sprinklers or something. Now we suddenly cut to a casino. Like this whole movie's been kind of like drab and, you know, everybody lives in these kind of crappy little houses. And then suddenly we're at this casino. 
Um, and Hoagie is at a craps table where he bets it all and loses everything. Now, they did mention earlier, somebody mentioned something about Hoagie losing everything in a casino, or losing all his money in a casino, so now he has to work for the rest of his life or something. <laughs> Apparently, it's someone's birthday. Um, it's actually Jake's wife, Louise's birthday. Yes. It's last New Year's. Oh, it's also yeah, New Year's yeah, at plus this it's point. New Year's, right. Yes. Now, Hoagie and Ellen go off to dance. Just as Jake starts to bring up their discovery, and Michael's like, no, 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 don't say anything about that. Yeah. Um, Carla notices that Michael is awfully quiet. At first, I thought he might be quiet because he's, like, concerned about someone finding out about the shark. But no, he's still concerned with his mom, you know, grown-ass woman hanging out with Hoagie. He goes and asks if he can cut in or something. Now, now Ellen is finally saying, oh, I think I really need to stop obsessing about the shark. Like, really, it's been five whole days, and you just... You're, you've come to that conclusion already. It's been five whole days. Yes, but I also understand Mike's point of view. She just lost her son, like you said, in this violent manner. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like she's having this real connection with Hoagie. Mm-hmm. After just a few, I agree she needs to stop obsessing about the shark. But I also get where Mike's coming from. Yeah. It's like, you just lost him. I just lost my brother. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you're more worried about this little romance. Yeah. Yeah, you might I mean, right. from afar, that's how he's viewing it anyway. Yeah. So, um, now Mike and Jake are on their boat, and Jake is, Jake <clears throat> is making some kind of a transmitter for the shark, apparently. And it's so funny watching him do this, because it's just a plastic tube, and he just, like, throws a bunch of junk in it. He's not, like, soldering anything. or yeah. He just throws it all in and puts a little cap on the end of it. Well, before that, then when uh, Mike and his wife had their little argument out in the shed where she was about to... I think that came after this. Okay. Uh, that's not, It's like the very scene after this. Okay. Uh, but Jake wants to study the shark while Michael just wants oh, yeah, to continue yeah. their work with the conches or the conks, however you say that. Yeah. Um, they're going to study the shark for a few days, then get back to the snails. That's what Jake says. Yes. Yeah, now we cut to the scene where Carla is just really pissed off because Michael forgot to take out the trash. <laughs> I mean, does your wife ever get that pissed off at you if you forget to take out the trash? No. Okay. No. Like, they are just having a screaming match. And then she's, like, getting to work in her shop. And her shop is, like, um, like it's, it's like a welder. You know, that's what she's doing. She's welding this big metal piece of art, you know. And it's like, oh, this is the biggest day, one of the biggest days of my career coming up. I got to get this ready. And she doesn't have time to take out the trash or and got time to have this much of a fight. Now, she knows something's wrong, too. Now, she, she, she fires up a blowtorch. And Michael's just staring at her, just sitting there looking at her. And he says, I've always wanted to make love to an angry welder. It's been my dream since I was a small boy. (laughs) Like, God, you really need to work on your, on that dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like, and she's like, I'll close the door. Cause this is a big, it's the the front door of this, this building. You could, you could drive a car through it. It's that big. So like, you're going to start banging your wife right there with the, with that big door open. He's like, oh, close the door, close the door. Oh, wow. How did this, Mom's like, how did this scene suddenly go from an argument to a love scene? How did that happen? So now back to the research platform. We see someone is just throwing a ton of bloody meat into the water. It's one of their, one of their assistants. I forget what his name was. Yeah. Uh, and they've got a couple big pieces of meat hanging on a hook up above the water. And I swear... You see the shark swimming up to it, and for a second, the shark looked like it didn't have any teeth. <laughs> I don't. I, there's a couple scenes or a couple shots where I'm like, "There's no teeth inside that shark." I mean, forget the fact that sometimes you can't even see the pectoral fins. You know, the little fins yeah. like at the bottoms, like you can't even see teeth. So the shark jumps out of the water and grabs the meat, and that's when they tag this shark. 
and the shark just swims away very slowly. Like, it's <laughs> sinking into the water very, very slowly. Now, I'm just wondering, like, because, yeah, if you go back and watch the original Jaws, the special effects in that movie are dated, but somehow they still look better than this movie that came out 12 years later. Well, they do show it too much in this movie. And it does. It ruins it. Yeah, I think, I think it kind of does. Cause especially like when they try to show the shark like diving back into the water. That just doesn't work. Because <laughs> <Nope. laughs> it's, like, it, it's like the shark got stuck on something. <laughs> Almost. Um, so now Hoagie and Ellen are on another date and he finally confesses that he likes her. Now we cut back to Jake and Michael on the boat trying to track the shark. And Michael is still asking about Hoagie. Jake is more interested in the shark, and then yep. they lose the signal. Now, this is the part from the game I remember, because like if you if you got to a certain point, you could have this little thing on your on your screen that told you when the shark was close by. So that yeah, that was what they had oh, there, okay. like this thing tracking the shark's heartbeat, and it just gets too far away. Hmm. Um, and then we see the shark underwater again for some reason. I guess to show the little tag that they've got on it now. Yeah. Um, and we get a scene of Ellen just gushing about Hoagie to Carla. And then little Thea shows up and wants to take Ellen to tea. And then this movie's so disjointed, like there's so <laughs> little going on in each little scene. Um, we get another brief nightmare scene, but this time for Michael. Because he's remembering when the shark kind of jumped up out of the water at him. Um, we see Michael and Thea sitting at the table. Thea is coloring and Michael is just kind of staring into the distance. Now this is where they try to remake the scene from mm. the original movie. Because little Thea starts mimicking everything that Michael's doing. Come on, guys, it worked in the original. It's not working this time. You know, have no connection to these characters whatsoever. No. And they're just, yeah. Especially those two. Yeah. They haven't connected in this movie. Yeah, there's no connection between the two of them. There's no chemistry. Like, we barely have seen any interaction between Thea and her dad. Right. So, um. And of course, it shows Ellen lovingly watching this, of course, because she's thinking about. She's thinking about that, yeah. Um. So now we cut back to the ocean. And Michael is back in the Mike is Michael is in the little submarine. I'm not sure if he's been in it yet or not, but um, he has seen the shark twice now. He saw it when it attacked the platform in the morning. He saw it when they tagged it. Why would he get in the water if he knew that thing was out there? I certainly wouldn't. <laughs> and like, yeah, Jake's looking at that uh, the little the little monitor things. Oh yeah, he's like three miles away. We were, we we'll know within, whenever he's within three miles. And all of a sudden, who boom? Here's yeah. the, here's the shark. Just shows up out of nowhere again. The shark is like a stealth bomber or something. He just pops up whenever he wants to. Now, Jake and, and um, you know, Michael is down there tagging slugs or something, but then he gets in the in the submarine and powers off whenever whenever Jake tells him the shark is close by. And then suddenly there's the shark, and it starts attacking the sub. Yep, of course. Uh, Michael climbs out and swims <clears> away. <throat> I think we see the same shot of him, because he's, like, powering along the bottom of the wall, you know, the, 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 the floor, the ocean floor, whatever right. he's close to. He's just powering through this as fast as he could, kicking his arms and his legs. I think we see the same shot of him doing that three times. <laughs> and they keep show, they keep cutting back to the shark that's attacking the submarine, show him swimming away. Back to the shark, show him swimming away. I'm serious. Ho- hoping I, people won't notice. Yeah, I guess hoping people won't notice. He swims into a sunken ship. And the shark swims in after him. Yes. Now, there, there are like normal-sized doors inside this ship that Michael is swimming through, and the shark somehow manages to fit through them. Not not taking them out or anything. Yeah, not, yeah. Like, not like crashing through them or anything. We just see the shark is behind him a couple times. And it's like, is this shark... This shark's like a cat. It's like a liquid. It just kind of squeezes through stuff, I guess. 
Uh, but then Michael suddenly reaches a door that is stuck, and the shark is right behind him. He manages to open it just as the shark reaches him, and for some reason the shark can't fit through this door. Well, of course, that's the one closest to him. Of yeah. course he can't. So Michael then takes his uh, his air tank and uses it to rocket himself to the surface just as the shark comes crashing through the side of the ship. So the shark managed to back out of this confined space, this tiny little bit of a ship that, that it was swimming through, and then swim around and, and crash through the side of the ship in the time it took Michael to to set his uh, his uh, freaking air tank off. I mean, I this is a genius shark. This I mean, he can do what he needs. Somehow, I mean, yeah, the smartest shark in the world. This Targeting a family. Tar- yeah, targeting I mean, a family. This so. must have been like the, the shark family's best hitman or something. Yeah, this is, this is the cousin <laughs> you want on the job. So, um... Michael gets, like, scratched or something. I don't know if he gets bitten or he just gets scratched. He, he's bleeding from his arm or something. So now we see Michael laying awake in his next to, next to his wife in bed, looking at the bandage on his arm. Like, how are you going to explain that to your wife? You know, <laughs> she either she didn't notice or you did a very good job of explaining it. So next day, back on the little research platform, Michael is hell-bent on going back into the water. Again, Why? Like, if I saw that thing underwater and it tried to kill me, I would never go in the water again. <laughs> I'd be like, screw marine biology, I'm going to go sell cars or something like that. <laughs> um, and we get a, we get a cheap-ass jump scare. Not even not, I wouldn't even call it a jump scare. Because he's, he's down there, he's underwater, he's swimming around all these reefs, and all of a sudden this moray eel jumps up <laughs> out of him. And just terrible. T- and and oh, also today is the, the unveiling of Carla's big art piece at the yeah, beach. Sorry, the um, he, I mean, he's supposed to be there, so why the hell is he out? He's more worried about the shark. Him and Jake both. They're I both guess. supposed to be there. I guess. Um, so at the, the, you know, the little ceremony at the beach, Thea sees some friends getting on a banana boat, and she goes to join them. And Ellen is watching the banana boat as it pulls away. And now we see the shark is following the banana boat. And Ellen can see this from the shore. And then when she screams for Thea, everyone else can see it too. Yep. And there's like a few people in the front. Then there's little Thea. And then there's some adult lady in the back. We don't know who she is. She's just some person. The shark. I think she's like the guy that goes out with you when you rent a banana boat. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, But the shark lunges and grabs the lady off the back of the boat. And I just realized this is only the second kill of this entire movie. Yeah, there's not... There's one not. hour and eight minutes. <clears throat> this is only two kills in this movie. So we get this supposedly dramatic scene where, you know, this woman getting eaten. You know, she just kind of gets pulled under the water. Yeah. Bleh. Yeah. But Thea is okay. <clears throat> but Ellen sees the shark swimming away and decides to go after it. Like, she, yeah, just, she doesn't plan anything. She just gets on a boat and goes out to sea. Yep. Knowing that this shark is going to find her, she, I, I, I'm like, you could have done something. I mean, I'm sure. Do they, they, do they allow gun ownership in the Bahamas? I would have gone out with something. You know, wouldn't have just driven out on a boat. I. <laughs> but they go out on Mike and Jake's boat, isn't it? That is the same boat that they're on. Well, so they're back at this point, because that looks like. Uh yeah. I well, see, they've got it. They've got a sailboat, but then they've got some kind of like a, just a platform, like. Like a mobile platform, that's and that's where they do most of their research. Like, from, okay, where, that's where they launch the little sub from. I'm not sure what you would call it, uh, but yeah, they that is their boat. And I guess whenever they come back a little bit later, you know, Michael gets home and little Thea's 
being held by her mom. She's wrapped up in a yeah. in a in a in a cloak or in a in a blanket or something. And Michael comes home and finds out about the shark attack, and he's not even that concerned about his own daughter. Oh no, he's like, I gotta go after my mom. Yeah, he's like, where's my mom? Where's my mom? And Carla's like, wait, you knew about this shark? You knew about what? And he's, I gotta go find my mom. So he runs outside, yells for Jake. Well, he sees that the boat is gone first. Right. They get in this tiny little motorboat <clears throat> and go out. It's like they don't even go that far because then they find Hoagie again. Of course. He's in that little rowboat. And and Hoagie's like, and, and they're like, oh, yeah, Ellen's gone. We don't know where she is. And, and Hoagie's like, oh, well, we'll take my plane. So the I next know. thing is them and a the plane. Yep. So now the shark... And and I think I think it's Michael that said this. The shark that killed my dad and Sean is following her. The shark that killed Martin. He died of a heart attack and killed at least two sharks before that happens. But now we find out that yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to read the novel of this just for the hell of it. <laughs> the shark's cousin has come back for revenge. Um, and yeah, we see that the shark is following Ellen and the boat. She sees the shark and kills the engine, and then she looks and says, "Come and get me, you son of a bitch." <laughs> So Michael and company see this from the air. The shark pops up out of the water right behind the boat and just kind of lunges at Ellen, but doesn't attack her, doesn't attack the boat. It just pops up. It's like, boo, and then pops back down. <laughs> like a ch- attempting a literal jump scare, I guess. Yes. I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. So Hoagie now is going to use a plane that isn't built for water landing yeah. for a water landing. Yep. Jake and Michael, you know, jump out of the plane and swim away. And Hoagie thinks this is a great time for a joke. So whenever while they're swimming away, he's standing there on the sinking plane. He's like, bloody tourists or bloody customers always complain, complain. And then the shark pops up. And he's like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> for a second, we think Hoagie's dead, but of course he's not. No, yeah. But now the boat won't start. I mean, this movie has like all the terrible horror movie cliches and somehow manages to do it on the ocean. Like, you know, the whole car won't start. Well, this one, the boat won't start. The shark didn't do anything to the boat. It just won't start again. Um, So Jake decides that he can make some kind of shock weapon with the camera flashes you saw he had earlier. Like, you know, underwater camera flash. Flash of things. And then suddenly the heartbeat monitor stops. Like, they're listening to the boom, 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 boom of the Mm -hmm. heartbeat monitor, and then it stops. And, um... (laughs) <laughs> this is okay. This is the other good joke of the movie because Hoagie says, "Maybe you had a heart attack. Too much fatty foods. Humans are full of cholesterol, you know." Yeah. <laughs> Michael Caine is really the only part of this movie that is worth anything. <laughs> and the poor guy earned an Oscar the year before this for what? For Hannah and her sisters. And didn't get to go accept his Oscar because he was filming this movie. Oh my god. Oh, poor guy. Poor guy. Poor but guy. then again, he wanted a paycheck. He w- yeah, he... <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Oh. So now Jake is out on the front of the boat. He's rigged up this thing. He's going to try and get the shark to eat it. Yeah. And the shark, and he crawls out like onto the, to the, to the, the, the not the mast, um, the, the bow of the ship, the little thing that points out over the water, whatever you call it. So then again, without any warning, without like the little, um, um, heart rate monitor thing going off the shark pops up out of the water eats the thing and jake and then snaps off the front of the boat yeah and like you see jake really in his mouth yeah like full no, like, on full on like, and like, like with, and the shark like dives back into the water he is everywhere. in his mouth there's blood everywhere and michael does this really really long jake 
big <laughs> scream that was worthy of William Shatner. Like, gone! <laughs> so now Michael gets the other half of whatever that shock thing was supposed to be, and the shark is coming straight toward them, and Ellen is steering the boat. We get flashes of things we've seen in this very movie. We get flashbacks to Sean dying and Thea being attacked, like, five minutes ago. <laughs> Michael starts using the shock weapon, and the shark starts roaring. Like, the shark is up out of the water going, it sounds like a really shitty dinosaur. It should sound like something out of a Tom and Jerry skit, because that's what it is. Oh, are you serious? Yes, because... Even the sound designer was like, sharks don't roar. I'm not creating a shark <laughs> roaring sound that does not exist. So he's like, fuck it. You want something? I will give you this. And he put in some Tom and Jerry skit like called the milk carton or something. Oh, my. Because he, he refused to create that because he's like, sharks do not roar. So at least he stood <laughs> least his he ground and, kind of, and refused kind of to do that. creative integrity. I got to give him credit for that. That is hilarious. Oh, my God. Tom and Jerry. Last place I'd expect to see it. Um, so Ellen is staring directly toward the shark, and we get more flashes of Martin Brody killing the original Jaws. And and and, sh- and Michael keeps shocking it with this thing, and the shark keeps popping up out of the water whenever he does it. And then we see Martin Brody, Roy Scheider, say that iconic line, Smile, you son of a bitch! And she rams the shark in the side with the broken bow of the boat. And then, I mean, like, in the original Jaws, when they blew up the shark, they had a full-sized model head of the shark and filled it full of dynamite and squid and blew it up. So that explosion you yeah. see, that was a real explosion. Yes. For this movie, we get the most obvious miniature shark. And it's so funny because I remember when I had this movie on DVD at one time, like you could slow motion it like one frame yeah. at a time. The most fake model looking shark with next to this little fake model looking boat and when it explodes the water is obviously not to scale <laughs> and getting blown up and then we see stock footage from the first movie of the remains of the shark sinking to the bottom i'm surprised they didn't put that other that other sound effect in it because you know in the first movie when the shark is sinking to the bottom you hear this kind of a kind of a sound coming through the water that was actually a sound effect that Steven Spielberg used in the movie Duel. Oh, okay. It was a, it was like a, it was a dinosaur roar of sound effect from an old B movie that he used when the truck went over the cliff and mm. crashed down. He used because like at one point you see like the the, the trailer of the truck come like flipping down. Yeah. It, it flips up out of this big cloud and then kind of goes back down. Well, in the original Jaws, you see like the the shark's fin come up out of this cloud of blood. And then sink back down. So he used that same sound effect kind of as an homage between these two movies. Right. Now, so now they, they crash the boat into the shark. So the boat has sunk. They're floating around in the water. Suddenly Jake is alive. He's okay. Despite just being munched on by a shark. Like yes. He's probably going to bleed. Oh, oh, and he forgot to mention that, that uh, Hoagie did call in Ellen's uh, location or something. So supposedly rescue is coming. But now there is, they're floating around in the water with a bunch of blood and shark chunks, which even in the, in the original movie led me to wonder, won't this attract more sharks? Won't, like, all this blood in the water, won't that attract more sharks? But, um, I guess not. So now we see Ellen is getting in Hoagie's plane, I guess to go back to Amity. Yep. That's... And Hoagie has the most random line. He says, when I get back, remind me to tell you about the time I took a hundred nuns to Nairobi. 
They fly away. End credits. Roll credits. Now, I think this may be the first like genuinely bad movie that we have yeah. <laughs> that we have talked about well, on this podcast. Yeah, I agree. But let's go over what the original ending was. Instead of yes, the explosion, please. Ellen just rams the shark. You see it bleed a little bit, and then it sinks. And I will give it this: Jake doesn't make it. You don't see Jake survive. Oh well. But I think what I read was five days after this movie was released. I don't know if it was performing poorly. Audiences were complaining. They start. They began filming the new ending. Jake survives. The stock footage. I, I'm guessing they put in that stock footage later. Yeah, they to, must have. Because otherwise, it would. I guess have made that sense. explains why the little why the little shark looks so terrible. Yeah, because they the decided to do that later, so that so when terrible. it got released internationally, they would have something better. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. How would you like to have finished? Thought you were done. Finished with this horrible, horrible movie, and then suddenly they call you up. It's like, hey, we need you to come back. And, uh, yeah, and well, I feel like, stuff. I feel like, you know, you, you, that happens, mm-hmm. but not after it's released. Yeah. Not like after it's released. You're, you're past that point. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at your wall and noticed you have an Amity Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the last things I ever got from, uh, from, um, loot crate uh, or fright, loot fright, whatever loot the hell fright. it's called. Okay, the okay. horror, the horror yeah. themed loot crate. Yeah. That was like one of the only cool things I got in one crate. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Jaws is, has always been one of my favorite movies. You know, I've got a freaking movie-sized poster of it in my living yeah, room. Oh, I know that. And It did make number two on your list, as it you did, said. So. It did, but then, like I said, The Crow and Jaws have both had terrible, terrible sequels. Um, I mean, Jaws 2 wasn't that bad. That was the first movie I ever saw Keith Gordon in, who was who showed up in another one of my favorite movies we've talked about so many times, Christine. Christine, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he was in Jaws 2. I didn't either but... until I went back as a teenager and watched, you know, after I'd seen Christine a million times, I went back and watched Jaws 2 again. I'm like, holy shit, that's Arnie Cunningham. Yeah. Um, and I also seen him in a movie, Back to School, with Rodney Dangerfield. You've oh. probably never seen that. No, I haven't. I I've see his name pop up as a director a lot, yeah, too. Yeah, he directs a lot. Like, he directed a lot of Dexter. Um, he directed a lot of, um, I think there were some episodes of The the Leftovers on HBO that he's okay. directed. Um, he directs a lot. He actually directed a movie I really enjoyed. I just saw it on IFC one night randomly called Mother Night. I really enjoyed that movie. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out later on that he directed it. I'm like, wow, he's made quite a career for himself. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. But yes, that is Jaws the Revenge. I think there's a Watch Mojo list of like the top ten worst movies of all time, and I'm pretty sure this movie's on there. Well, I mean, you pointed me to that comedian. What was it? Richard Richard Jenny. Jenny. Oh, God bless Richard Jenny. this the worst movie of all time? Well, he's definitely said it was one of the worst he'd ever seen. Like, this movie uh, just assaults you with how stupid it is. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, apparently this shark has can, can follow planes and can swim faster than planes because yeah. the shark was down at the Bahamas before they got there. Yeah, it was waiting. Uh, yeah. I still can't get over that. This was the cousin of the original Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. Someone it, someone thought fish genealogy would be, would be a plausible thing in yes. this movie. Oh, my God. And so your favorite part of this movie is Michael Caine. Pretty much. Who, he's the only redeeming factor of this movie. I mean, some of the other actors are okay, but he's he just he's the only fun character. He's the only one you're like, okay, I kind of like him. I hope he doesn't die. Hmm. You know, everybody else is like... Because... He's just so, so two-dimensional, or yeah. no, one-dimensional. 
not even interesting like Carla. She's pretty pointless. Yeah. And she's and, just there to make that model of a sh- that looks like a shark basically. Yeah, I her guess. little structure. I guess. She's just there to be a source of relational give, strife between yeah. her and Michael. Um even little Thea, like there's like like we said earlier, there's no no connection between Thea and her dad. Yeah. So that makes that whole scene fall flat on its face. Yep. Um So yeah. But probably yeah. Wait, wait, wait. This is a uh, one of his notorious paycheck movies, as we oh, talked about. Oh, right, right. So, yeah, something called The Swarm. Sounds like another low-budget horror movie, the but I could swarm. be wrong. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Ashanti? Never heard of it. Nope. Beyond the Poseidon Adventure, so that must have been a sequel, <laughs> the sequel to the, to the, the Poseidon I, Adventure? I guess. The Island, The Hand, and another one called Blame It on Rio. But here, here's that quote I was talking about. When okay. Michael Caine was asked about this movie specifically, his answer was, I have never seen it, but by all accounts, it is terrible. However, I have seen the house that is built, and it is terrific. <laughs> so, he See, has no shame in taking that money to build him a house. Which, hell, I wouldn't. I mean, like, I wouldn't either. As long as someone wouldn't want me to do like a porno or something, like, yes, I'll be in your shitty movie, just pay me. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, here's another one. Michael Caine accepted this. Because he looked at the script and it said, fade in Hawaii, because that's where they filmed. And Mike uh-huh. Kane's like, I can go to Hawaii to film a movie? I'm in. <laughs> so there you go. Well, with that kind of, I can understand that kind of logic. Yeah. That's you about know? like how Adam Sandler does these days. Every few yeah, years, he gets like, his friends together. We'll just go, go on vacation and make a, movie. make a movie. That's awesome. That's great. But yeah, that confirms, because there, there have been so many times where I've been like, what is that actor doing in this movie? Like uh, um, Anthony Hopkins being in what I think it was, Transformers The Last Night or whatever that last movie was. And I was like, how the hell did they get Anthony Hopkins in this shitty movie? And I'm sure like he probably wanted to remodel his bathroom or something. Yeah, he made one and a half million dollars for seven days work in the Bahamas. Or I guess in Hawaii. It says in the Bahamas, I think I guess in Hawaii. Wow. One and a half million. What jeez oh, for Louise. seven days. Okay, yeah, I'd be in your shitty movie for one and a half million for seven yeah. days of shooting in Hawaii. Like he says, won an Oscar, built a house, and had a great holiday. Not bad for a flop movie. <laughs> great quotes that, from Michael that Caine. That is great. This. I love Michael Caine to death. Good grief. I could just imagine him saying that. <laughs> oh, here you go. You know the Razzies? Yes, the Razzies. What th- What did this movie get at the Razzies? Oh, I don't. I didn't see anything that it actually got, but oh. the name of the shark. Bruce the Rubber Shark was actually nominated for Worst Actor in the Movie. <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, he probably he was pretty bad, um, pretty lifeless, pretty dead performance. <laughs> yeah. It, I, where was it? I think it was it was on Rotten Tomatoes. I was looking at it, and some some user had left like a four and a half star out of out of five star review. I'm like, what the hell is this guy smoking? And he says, I, I don't know if this guy was being legit or if he was being a troll. Because if he was being legit, he's an idiot. Because he's going on about, yeah, this is a great movie, man. The, the CGI is not that good. I'm like, there is no CGI in this movie. I think I think at this point in the game, the best CGI we'd ever seen was Dire Straits Money for Nothing video. Oh, my goodness. Apparently. Oh, jeez. What? More about the novelization. Oh, God. There. Hoagie has a law enforcement partner, Papa Jacques, who is a voodoo doctor. And is actually controlling the shark. What? Oh, my goodness. Oh, good lord. That's insane. Okay, yeah. If they... <laughs> so why... I'm going to have to go read this thing now. Like, why was the, the, the voodoo doctor 
law enforcement guy controlling the shark? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh God, I hope this isn't a long book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you'll be able to find that book. I'm, well, I might, it might be one of those that's on like eBay for like five hundred dollars. Like, apparently, this Papa Jacques gets in an altercation with Mike, and then he decides to summon this shark to do his bidding. So maybe it's not his cousin. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure I've heard that though. This book's probably all over the place. I'm sure it is. I mean, if the movie is this all over the place, I can I can only imagine the book would be more insane. Yes. So, <sighs> that was Jaws the Revenge. So, Josh, what are we going to be reviewing next week? It's your turn for a movie. Yeah, we're going to be looking at the awesome classic Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, John Candy, Demi Moore star, Nothing But Trouble. All those Saturday Night Live alumni. Yeah, well, I don't know about Demi Moore. Well, not not Demi Moore, but, but yeah. yeah. Well, was John Candy? I think so. He seems like he would have been, but I don't know that he actually... But yeah, either way. A great cast, a giant budget. What could go wrong? I'm not sure. I'm sure there's plenty of other movies that have had that exact same formula and uh, not ended well. <laughs> <laughs> But that wraps up this episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. We hope you've enjoyed hearing about this movie so you don't have to go watch it. <laughs> if you want to watch a good shark movie, good grief, I think Deep Blue Sea was better than this. Or just go watch the original Jaws. Yeah. But until next time, I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And whether you're in your car or in your theater, always check your blind spots. You guys take care. We'll see you next time. Bye.